Thank you so much. Um, I'm going to throw off my shoes, and I want to tell you why this is a miracle. Um, I Several years ago, um, my daughter, <laughs> my little daughter, my little girl, she ended up with hand, foot, and mouth disease. You know, it's one of those little viruses that goes around sometimes. And so um, normally it doesn't pass to adults, but, um, uh, yeah, she's – I'm we're going somewhere with this. I know she's in something, so am I. Um, and – so basically, um, my husband actually got the whole thing, which is really wa- rare. And me, I just had like a little blister on my finger, and and then, but unfortunately, it g- got on my feet, and all the the callus on my feet just you know came off, and like like sheets of skin just kind of came off, and it just kept staying off. Um, wow. Okay. So. <laughs> So anyway, what ended up happening is my feet became very sensitive, you know, uh, very nice, you know, because you don't have a nasty callus on your feet, you know, but, uh, uh, you know, nice soft skin, but, uh, you know, the cold on the ground, you know, real sensitive. Uh, When I sleep at night, the sheets would rub against my feet, and I just couldn't take it. So I just wear socks, nice tight socks, as long as I had shoes on or socks on, it was, you know, no big deal. And so um, I got here, and uh, keep in mind, this has been several years. Uh, keep, uh, and I got here, and I noticed I was walking barefoot around the house. I'm like, I have not done this ever. <laughs> I'm like, I'm walking barefoot. And then I went to sleep, and I didn't wear any socks when I went to sleep. And I said, I, said, I, th- I, I think my feet are healed. <laughs> and yeah, praise God. And I still haven't quite sorted this one out, but I kept having this feeling all day that my my feet were going into the land, into the soil. It was the strangest feeling I've had. I uh, don't quite understand it. Now, let me tell you what happens when we, um, uh, we're not done, honey. We're not done. Okay. <laughs> so... Um, and, you know, and then I'm coming up here, and I'm not trying to be dramatic or I'm not trying to be, you know, prophetic, you know, flamboyant, you know. I'm from the States. They do crazy things, don't mean a thing. And so um, I'm not trying to be that person, but I'm just like, I, I just need to not have the shoes on my feet right now. I just cannot wear these shoes. Um, but uh, um, anyway, where am I going? I am going somewhere. We dealt with this Python thing, right? Okay, so, you know, we, we put a court order. We put an order in heaven against this spirit. And for those of you who weren't there, I began to deal with this spirit the week prior that I got here not having any clue at all of your hi- land history, your generational history, you know, just the dynamics that are here in regards to that. Um, and I began to, d- I was attacked by it, which um, as a prophetic intercessor, you think, well, it shouldn't go down that way. Well, it just does. I don't know how to explain it. Um, but that's the way it goes down. And it, it, it basically, um, it picks a fight, and I'm a fighter. And so, you know, it's on. And so, uh, so anyway, and so, you know, we, we basically went into intercession when we had the intercessory meeting uh, uh, just the other day. And we put that court order, that death order, and we declared uh, the outcome would be, uh, Psalm 148, uh, the outcome would be that the sea serpent would praise the Lord. And what does that look like? Well, that means everything that spirit has bound, touched, infected, affected uh, will ultimately, um, as time goes on, we are, we are decreeing and, and we are making a, um, an, an order that, it, that everything it's touched will praise God. Okay, like we've laid claim to everything that it has touched. 
Now, what happens, though, and you see this in Acts chapter 16, when the Apostle Paul dealt with the uh, uh, python spirit in the girl with the, you know, who, who approached him on the way to prayer um, and was saying the truth, but it was the wrong spirit, and the Apostle Paul cast it out. And it should be done just like right there. We always think, well, it's done. But there was an upheaval. Okay, there was an upheaval. There was, there was, um, uh, you know, there was uh, things that need to be worked out of the structure, out of the system that that spirit had affected. Okay, so it wasn't just cast the spirit out and we're done with it, move on, have a good day, have a great afternoon. You know, it's, it doesn't work that way. When it's territorial, there is these layers of things that you then begin to deal with as the Lord reveals it to you. Okay, and that's what I was trusting because I know God is good. I was trusting that intercessors, you yourself, everybody is going to get a piece of how to, how to begin to um, heal the land because you already, you already put the order out. Now, what are the next steps, okay? And so um, one of the things that I'm very sensitive to, I'm s- very sensitive to, is I'm very sensitive to witchcraft. I'm very sensitive to, you know, spells and different things like that, hexes, um, you know. Again, I'm not sure how it layers out here, but I, I know how it is in the States. And I, I'm just very sensitive to it. I, you know, I'll give you an example. Uh, we had a gal at our um, last Sears and Prophets Institute, and we, we sat down at the table And I looked at her, and I heard something inside of me. And I looked at her, and it and it was um, uh, it's kind of this this childhood, you know, rhyme, um, you know, uh, 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 double double boil and trouble, something like that. Okay, you know what it is. Okay, and I yeah, toil and trouble, something like that. This like spell. I heard this spell. But she's at my. Prophets Institute, and I'm looking at her, and I'm looking at her face, and I'm like, she's not a witch. I'm like, she's not a witch at all. But why, why am I, why am I hearing that? And then I looked at her, and I'm like, it's her grandmother. And then I asked her, I said, is your grandma a witch? She says, yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's what I'm saying. I had this like strange sensitivity to it. I just kind of tap it. You know, I, most of the time I just try to ignore it because it could be, it could be, you know, pretty uh, uh, distracting. But anyway, I'm sitting here, and I'm just like, I am feeling the spells. I'm feeling spells. Let's, let's deal with spells. We need to deal spells that have been on the land. Who knows where, how, what. But I, you know what happens is it's like it's in your water. <laughs> you drink it. <laughs> You're drinking it. All right? And, and so we're going to deal with this. Okay? We're gonna we're gonna start the process of breaking it down. Can we do that? Okay, he said, should I not drink the water? Does it free me? No, you have authority. But I'm just having to. The Lord will give pieces and say, okay, we're gonna deal with this now. We're gonna deal with that now. And then my goal right now, as we deal with this, is to get the headache off of my head. Okay, because I can feel it. All right. So Heavenly Father, this is one where we uh, stand up and let's let's turn our hearts to Jesus because He is the he is our victory, okay? And this, you're going to go through these processes for, for a while, okay? Um, Heavenly Father, we just break every spell in Jesus' name. Every, everything in the water, everything that has uh, um, uh, been, um, everything that has been diverted to, to worship of a, of a deity, of a demon. Lord, we stand in repentance for that. That was not right. And, Lord, we break the hex, we break the spell, we break the claim on the water. And we ask, Lord, and thank you for cleansing the water. 
cleansing the water in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. We thank you, Lord. The water is clean. Every tributary, every river, in the name of Jesus, the water is clean. Every spell is broken. Anything that impacts, anything that infects, it is broken. Anything that has caused barrenness, it is broken in Jesus' mighty name. We thank you, Heavenly Father. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I just put your... Put your hand on, a, on uh, yourself and put a hand on a shoulder next to you. And we just come in agreement. We thank you, Heavenly Father. Every impact, every effect, anything that has affected us in our bodies through this type of thing is broken. In Jesus' name, it is of no effect, no impact. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Come, Spirit of God. Come, Spirit. Now just take a deep breath and just breathe it out. <sighs> thank you, Jesus. Lord, we thank you for your peace. Amen. Amen. Yes, ma'am. Please come. That's okay. All right. Talk to us. Um, a few years ago, the Dalai Lama came to Perth, and it was in the newspaper. He went to the Swan River and said he's going to bless the waters. Yeah, so it's interesting. Why, why is the water being, why is the water so precious to every demon? <laughs> What's with the water? What's the water? You know? Isn't that interesting? Did you have something to say? I thought you raised your hand. Okay. <laughs> me, me, I got the answer. <laughs> <You know. laughs> huh. Something about the water is really coveted. I don't know. I'm not totally sure what the answer, but there's, there's, there's something in that. There's something in that. Why, why the focus on the water? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what does it represent? It represents life. Right? Right? It represents the nations, right? Okay. So we start unfolding these things. We start, you know, tapping in and cluing in. And, and uh, step by step, step by step, um, you'll begin to see, you know, just, just breakthrough in, in the land. You'll be, and it'll be, it'll be something you can really point to. It won't be just this mystery or these little, you know, spiritual exercises that we're doing. It'll be very, very real. Amen. All right, um, I want you to share what happened today. You guys went and you, you, you took me up on the challenge. Tell us what happened. Come on up. <coughs> we went for lunch, and after you were at the dorm, and then after eating, uh, Pastor Lynn reminded us, oh, girls, you know, we had homework to do because <laughs> <laughs> the word of knowledge and prophecy. So we kind of like look around, and each one of us went to somebody and word of knowledge, we started with word of knowledge, prophecies. And so if we didn't have an hour or 20 minutes, there was one salvation, one healing. Somebody cried. <laughs> and, I, and somebody got, who was, an, uh, who was a previous Christian, and he was very, very depressed. And so all these things were all happening within like 20 minutes. Praise the Lord. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
Okay, um, we're going to do some um, prophetic activations real quick because I want to keep that flowing. And again, I'll add to your, your toolbox for just a few moments um, before, I, before I teach you something uh, new. Um, hopefully it's new. And so I'm going to ask you to stand up. Okay. And um, uh, we'll do this one first. This is one that you can do. It's really easy. So you can turn to a partner or two, and I call them crowning, knighting, and mantling. Okay, so this is what it would look like hypothetically. Um, Bernice, why don't you come? Yes, I would stand with her, and I would crown her, like I would, you know, crown her, and then I would begin to prophesy into the crowning. You know, you are crowned with glory and honor. You are a princess of God Most High. Whatever God begins to to show, or I might knight her okay might knight her and i you know knight her in service to the king and then i would perhaps uh, mantle her okay i would mantle now these are things you have to be led by the spirit we're not making stuff up ask god what he wants to do it's called crowning knighting and mantling okay all right go ahead work that out with your partner let's see what happens Okay, I'll just give you a few more moments, a few more moments. <laughs> okay, let me do another one, another one with you. Let me do another one with you. I need a, just a quick volunteer, quick volunteer, please, somebody. Okay, come here. Okay, come on up here, okay. <laughs> Are you guys still prophesying, knighting them, crowning them, mantling them? Okay. Okay, so here's another one. Here's another one that we can do. And again, you want to be led of the Spirit, but I'm just opening up your vocabulary, your prophetic vocabulary, okay? So this one is where you would, you would um, walk around the person, okay? So you'd walk around them. And they begin to prophesy to them. I just prophesy the protection of the Lord, that the Lord encamps around you, that the Lord has released his angels to protect you, that there is a wall of protection around your life. Okay, and so you begin to prophesy into whatever that circle represents. A lot of times it's protection. Okay, so let's say you see somebody that, like, the Lord is saying, I am their protector. I am their safety. So the prophetic act then can be the circling around them, okay? That, that's one thing you can do. Another one you can do, you can have them stomp their feet, stomp your feet. And then we just, Luke 10, 19, you know, that you trample snakes and you trample scorpions and you have all authority over the enemy. <laughs> it's real. It's real. This is very real. Amen. You have all authority over the enemy. Okay. All right. So, so um, just do it like, like t you know, work, work that out, the circling and the stomping of the feet. Amen. And we'll just leave her in this right now. Go for it. Go for it. <laughs> okay. So everybody's circled and stomped. Is everybody circled and stomped? Okay. <laughs> 
Okay, I'm going to have um, three people come up to the top here. Okay, three people come up to the top. Three people come up here with me. Three, pe three persons. All right? Two more. Okay, there we go. Okay, very good. Okay, very good. Okay, so you're going to lead. This is when you, do, you lead the whole group in a prophetic act, and you prophesy to them, okay? Okay, so it's very different. Okay, so again, I'm just giving you some vocabulary. In the event that he calls you up, he says, and I've had this happen. They throw a mic in my face, and they say, prophesy, you know? <laughs> and, um, uh, and so, you know, you got to have some tools, you know, so, to, so that you're not stuck, all right? Um, so here's one that I like to do. I have them all stand up. I'm sorry, you guys stand up. I know, you're going to keep you standing up. Okay, so this is the one where you have them take a, st everybody take a step forward. Okay, so that's what you'll tell them. Okay, you'll say, you'll say, take a step forward, and then you prophesy to them what that step forward means. Okay, and so you're going to have to hear God really quickly. Okay, all right, are you ready to go? Okay, these are great exercises. Okay, you ready to go? Okay, because God's going to speak to you. It'll be real. Everyone, take a step forward. So I feel that the Lord's saying that you're going to be moving forward in things of signs and wonders and miracles. And the things of the past are broken. And I feel that you're moving forward even in your own personal life. Very good, very good. Okay, so this one, you have everybody turn around. Okay, like a, like a 360. And then you prophesy what the turnaround is about. Okay. All right, everybody, turn around. Wow. And I prophesy over your life, you're going to start running rings. you running rings around the enemy. The enemy, you're running rings <laughs> around the enemy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So this one, all you do is you have them lift their hands. It's real simple. Lift their hands and then prophesy. Like, you've got to hear God quick. Prophesy what, what prophesy into what that's about. Okay. Now everybody lift their hands. I prophesy that God is going to elevate you guys to new places in the spirit. <laughs> very good. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you. You can be seated. Okay. Do you feel loaded up? You feel loaded? Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. Okay, so we ta we've talked about the gift of prophecy. We've talked about what that is. We talked about that that is for every believer in Christ. It's not for the special people. It's not for the two old ladies in your church that are a little more spiritual. Okay? It is for everybody, which takes the elitism off of it. And it actually brings in the anointing um, because God creates everything with a word. And you, in like manner, will create in partnership with him, with the word. Without, um, uh, without a vision, the people perish. That word vision in, in Proverbs means, you know, um, an oracle, uh, a dream, um, you know, a prophetic revelation. So if we don't have a vision of the future, we will perish. This is why I've been, you know, it hasn't caught on yet, but I'm just going to keep hammering it. I'm telling people you must get a word from God for the next hundred years. You have to have it. You need to start prophesying to your grandchildren even though you aren't married. Yeah, you do. You need to do that. You need to start 
you know, uh, for those of you who are, you know, in this capacity, you need to start um, asking the Lord, what, what is he saying about your nation for the next hundred years? Okay, it has to, it has to come, and it's only going to come from the church. We, a lot of times we look to the government to plan, plan life for us. It doesn't come from the government unless you, d- you want the bad deal, all right? And that's, that's standard anywhere, okay, in every nation. So the church is the one who prophesies it forth, and it's in partnership with the Holy Spirit. You're not making things up, okay? You're not making things up at all. And so you begin to prophesy that for You need the next 100 years, you need it for your life, your family, you need it for your nation, your city, everything. Everything is created with the word, with the vision. And if, if you want to see God's plan come to pass, then that word must come from the church. Okay. All right. So that's about prophecy. Now, um, in regards to um, personal uh, ministry, this morning we talked about the word of knowledge, how important it is to package the word of knowledge, the gift of the word of knowledge with the prophetic word, because if you can tell somebody because God had shown you a fact about their lives, something about their present, something about their past, then that person is much more likely to believe the prophetic word that God is speaking to them about their future. Okay, especially when you are with um, people who don't know Jesus, um, you know, you just say, you know, God has a plan for your life. I mean, it's very encouraging. It's great. Okay, but when you can tell them, okay, you know, um, what they ate for breakfast in detail because you saw it in a vision, uh, something about that just gets their attention. (laughs) All right. And so so we talked about that's a gift from the Holy Spirit. You're not being a psychic. You're not being uh, an occultist. Okay, those are all mimics of the true. Okay, those are all counterfeits of the real, all right? And so, so anyway, um, we, you know, we talked about that, and we had a very good activation and a good time with that um, uh, today. So tonight, um, we're going to talk about the gift of discerning of spirits. We're going to talk about the gift of discerning of spirits. That adds dimension, dimension to the prophetic ministry. It's, it's a very needed, vital gift. And th- let me tell you what's happening is it's coming upon the body of Christ stronger than ever. Okay, it's because of the times and the seasons that we are in, and basically it gives you eyes to see in the dark so that you don't stay in the dark. Right, right, you know, because God wants you to be in the know, okay? You know, he reveals um, uh, deep things. He reveals secret things, all right? Why is that? So, so that you would have knowledge and you would, you would, you would have uh, proper information so that you know how to pray intelligently, you know how to behave intelligently, you just know what to do, okay? And so that's in regards to the gift of the zerning of spirits. So I'm going to share with you a little bit of uh, my, my story. Now, um, for myself, I've always been very in tune with the spiritual realm, even as a non-Christian. I did not give my life to Jesus until I was a freshman in college. But prior to then, I was always connected in tune with the spiritual realm. It was just part of my life. It was part of who I am as part of the way I was wired. And I believe that God wired me that way, even though I didn't know him. All right. And so because of that, um, I had many experiences, but they were uh, spiritual experiences, but they were demonic. They just, you know, they weren't they weren't godly. It wasn't like I was getting visitation from angels like some of my friends. I was so jealous of them. They didn't know Jesus, but angels visited them. I just don't get it. Um, You know, me, it was all demonic. It was all demonic. (laughs) So um, and without getting all the details, because I usually start putting the hair on your neck up and I won't give you all the details. I used to share my story in detail and I watch people. They 
be freaking out. Someone leave the room. And I'd be like, I'm like, this is this is low level. I mean, I know people who are way more occultic than this, <laughs> you know. And so, um, uh, so anyway, I, I, you know, I'm not going to get into all the details. Um, but basically, it was just, you know, the run of the mill stuff that teen that teenagers do, you know, um, uh, you know, the little spells that teenagers do for fun, uh, at least with American the American style. Um, sometimes those spells worked, which was really weird. Um, and then uh, I was also in the Mormon church, so we did a lot of temple ritual. You know, we did a lot of um, uh, rituals for the dead and things of that nature. Not scary, not perverse, but it is very mystical. Um, and then at the same time, I just had powers. I don't know where they came from. My, it was it, something in my family on the women's side. That we, I just had powers, and I could just do stuff with spirits, and I don't know where I got that from. And it was just there, okay? So, so anyway, fast forward, I give my life to Jesus. It's the real deal. I give my life to Christ. I get baptized in the Holy Spirit. I am speaking in tongues, you know, before you even know what tongues is. And so I, I'm living for Jesus, okay? I broke up with my, uh, we, are this recorded? Okay. And so, um, <laughs> okay, I try not to let that one out too far. Um, <laughs> so anyway, you know, it just wasn't working. I'm <laughs> Christian, it wasn't working anymore. So <laughs> anyway, you know, um, uh, yeah, okay. But anyway, <laughs> all right. Um, yeah, I just didn't last. But anyway, so... <laughs> um, but fast forward, you know, I was really living for Jesus, and and in every sense of the word, I was living with the revelation that I knew, just going forward in God, you know, reading my Bible, memorizing scripture, just you know, it was, it was a good year in the Lord, and I was joined the the church prayer team, and my neighbor just happened to be an intercessor, a prophetic intercessor, so I joined her prayer group. You know, she had a little group at her at her sister's house, and I would go pray with them, and I liked that prayer group. It was a spiritual warfare group. They would take the devil apart, you know, and that's where I, you know, I learned it, and so anyway, it was great, and and so um, I noticed, you know, my sense of peace was being really challenged all of a sudden. It was just seemed like peace left my home. Um, my family just didn't seem to be doing too well, uh, although we, we all got saved at the same time, but, and we, it was great for a while, and then just kind of like, like, where did our peace go, you know, and, and I, I started feeling that sense of darkness creeping in again, uh, stuff I had felt in the past, and I, I'm like, I, and I hadn't really dealt with this, uh, for, for, you know, that entire time that I gave my life to Jesus, and it was strange, I was laying in my bed one night, and I would play the radio, um, you know, one of the Christian radio stations. I keep it on real low so I could sleep. But it is, you know, I just kind of tune into it. But it, the volume was always very low. And I remember the volume turned up on its own. And it, and so the this per the announcer, I don't know who. It, I, all I heard was, um, "You need to learn your spiritual authority." <laughs> Okay, that was what that was it, and then the volume went back down. Now keep in mind, I'm used to the paranormal. I'm used to stuff, so volume, volume dials turning up on their own was not a big deal to me. Okay, it just wasn't. But I didn't really catch the message that God was warning me of some things that were ahead. Okay, I didn't catch the message that I was about ready to enter into a war. Um, and so I was went to the prayer meeting, and you know, th again, these ladies, you know, they just, you know, they're they're spiritual warfare people, and I wasn't really doing that well. And so the one of the ladies, uh, she looks at me, and she says, um, 
at the end of this prayer meeting, she says, you know, I see a spirit, a, a spirit of sorcery standing over you, okay, which is not too far from the stuff I was doing. And so she, you know, doing as a non-Christian. Um, and so she said that, and when she said that, something picked me up and threw me against the wall. All right, and so <laughs> it was bad. And so I went into a grand mall. I call it the grand mall, okay? <laughs> a grand mall demonic manifestation. And again, I have no background in this. I ha- that's the story of my life. I have no background in this. I've never been taught this. I don't have anything, you know, to go on. I just know that it's just a, it's just a mess, okay? I'm just an absolute mess. And these spiritual warfare ladies couldn't get me free. Like, what have you been doing all this time? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> all right. You know, <laughs> like, I had the, you know, just d- just the pleasure of, of watching all these people, t- you know, this weekend, you know, get delivered of this, that, and the other. Like, you guys are great. You know, you guys are good. And so <laughs> these ladies, like, they cannot get me free. And so uh, finally, when I calmed down enough, I must have been like three or four hours, that's my best es- estimation, three or four hours of me manifesting demonically after being thrown against the wall. Um, and, and, you know, my neighbor, all she knew to do was just take me home because, you know, she didn't know what to do. And so I went home, and now it was – anybody ever watch um, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street? You ever watch that horror movie? A few of you, yeah, you shouldn't have. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's a prayer line at the end of service. You please get in it. <laughs> Basically, it was this, this you know, this – horrible creature, man, whatever, uh, you know, with the, the knives on his, on his hands, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. um, and so he would visit you in your nightmare, you know, and then you'd wake up and you'd have slash marks on you. That was, you know. So basically that became my world for about three months. <laughs> and it was horrible at night, screaming, knocking, door shaking, bed shaking, <laughs> windows rattling, okay, <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I'm just Jennifer Ives, or I, I was, you know, my maiden name, you know, from Modesto, California, you know, I'm a nobody, and I'm having this level of stuff happening, um, I go to school, uh, I was in college, and this spirit would follow me at school, and, you know, um, I remember one time, you know, the, the rapping on the door, in my classroom, and everybody's looking up because someone's something's rapping on the door, and you know what you do? You just kind of pretend it didn't happen, you know, and I'm just acting like that didn't happen, and so so it was a mess, okay, and so anyway, um, I'm begging God night and day. This is where I learned to pray. This is where a prophetic intercession opened up in my <laughs> world. I am begging God night and day to set me free. I, I don't know what else to do, and I can't sleep, okay, because I'm having that level of manifestation at night, and nobody can help me, um, so I'm just begging God to set me free, this thing, and so finally, I was in my bedroom, and, and um, that spirit walked into my room, because I could totally feel it, see it you know everything and walked into my room getting ready to torment me again um and then something rose up in me and that was the holy spirit and something rose up in me and i spoke to it and i said i will never serve you i will only serve the lord jesus christ okay now again i haven't been taught any of this stuff it was just the holy spirit that's what came out of me and when that happened it was the end that was it was done it was gone it never came back okay all right so so the point is, but the thing that was really interesting is I lost my fear of the demonic. I lost my fear, okay? And that's something we have to, we have to, get, we have to get over it, the fear of it, 
all right, because I learned that I had authority in Jesus, and that, that goes for the entire world. Now, I'm not careless when I say that. I'm not careless. I have a healthy respect, you know, for the, because demonic spirits have power. They don't have authority. They have power still, but we have authority, all right? And so, so you can't be afraid of this stuff. You know, that's the problem. Church is chicken, you know, all right? It's afraid. And so we're like, oh, I'm so scared. They're going to attack me. You know, mm-mm, mm-mm. No, I'm going to attack you. <laughs> all right? So, you know, and, and so anyway, um, and, and that's really like this whole fighting thing that comes out of me, that's where it came from because, I, you know, I'm like, it's either I'm going to die or you're going to die, okay? So I have to make a choice. And so that's pretty much where every battle, you know, the big ones that I've had has gone down to is like, who's going to die here? Well, it's not me, all right? And so... Um, uh, so anyway, um, you know, uh, after that, um, you know, the Holy Spirit, uh, he's so good. He's just so good. And so when something leaves your life, he gives you something bigger. I mean, he, he's just amazing that way. And so, so what he gave me was the gift of discerning the spirits, only I didn't know I had it. <laughs> All I knew was that I'm hearing voices and I'm seeing things. I've always saw things, but it's like on steroids now. And, and um, I'm hearing voices. Now, hearing voices was not abnormal for me, but it was just kind of like here and there, you know, kind of random. Um, but now it's on steroids. And, you know, like I can't even walk through the mall because those who are demon-possessed, their voices are going, you know, and then you hear all these other voices in the air. You hear people's thoughts. You're just, I mean, it was just like this chatter everywhere. Okay, um, strange, I don't know how to explain it, you know, stuff would talk, you know, things would talk, I don't, I don't know, TVs would talk, everything, and it seems like a really crazy world, that's the stuff that's made up of mental illness, and you find yourself in a psychiatric unit, um, and so, but this is what's happening to me, and this is my, my rationale, my rationale was, well, this must be what happens to people who just got delivered from something demonic, okay, so this is going to die down soon, that was my rationale, it just didn't. You know, it just didn't. And I was getting desperate. And because I have a family history of schizophrenia, because we have a family history of, of um, religion and occultism and uh, Masonic and all that stuff, you know, we just have this entrenchment and this thing, okay? And, of course, it manifests in mental illness and all sorts of bondage and stuff. So I'm thinking, I'm beginning to, to um, uh, logically conclude that I maybe I'm schizophrenic, maybe... Maybe I'm bipolar because my moods were swinging every house I walked in front of. I had a new, I had a new mood, all right? <laughs> so, you know, and I was just, I, I, I cannot, and, and no, nobody could really answer the stuff that I was dealing with. Nobody had an answer for me. The only thing that clued me in that I might have a gift from God, there's a couple things, is um, I had read, first of all, that Jesus could, could, would perceive people's thoughts, you know, like he would answer their thoughts, you know, and I just thought that was really fascinating. I saw that in the Bible because, like, people's thoughts were suddenly, you know, their dominant thought were suddenly um, open to me, you know, and I, I'd be like, and I would just, like, kind of know what their dominant thought is or it, I would hear them talk back to me without using their mouth, you know? <laughs> and so, um, you know, and and then, um, and those are things, like, to be honest with you, I really don't kn- want to know what you think. I, I just don't, so I, it's not something I tune into, you know, because <laughs> um, uh, it's, it's, I just really don't want to know, <laughs> but then um, the whole thing with, with the voices and all that is demonic voices 
It was just all sorts of voices. And I, I, and plus I was seeing stuff, and I would see demonic spirits. I would, you know, and I used to before I was a Christian, but now I was like way more. And I would, I would um, be aware of demonic stuff um, in addition to other things. And so I kind of clued in that maybe I have the gift of discerning spirits, maybe, okay, because people were sort of talking about that in that dimension at least. Now, the gift of discerning spirits is way bigger than just discerning the demonic. It's way bigger, way way more. Um, and, and so I was cluing them that maybe I might have that gift, but I wasn't totally sure. Now, remember my neighbor who, you know, was the intercessor who couldn't get me free. I forgave her. But um, <laughs> so my neighbor, you know, she was thinking that I might have the gift of discerning spirits, maybe. And so she said, I'm going I'm to test this thing out. So she comes to me and she, um, uh, uh, she says, can you look around my house? Because she's an avid, like, what we call a garage sale shop, shopper. Do you guys do that? You know, you have, okay, we call them garage sales. And so she's an avid garage sale shopper. So she has all the stuff that she's purchased from other people's homes in her house. And she says, can you tell me anything in here that might be, you know, unclean? Or I can't remember her, her language that she used. And I looked around her house. You know, keep in mind, I'm, like, only, like, 19 or 20 at the time. I'm looking around her house, and I'm, I'm looking around, and I'm like, yeah, this, 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 and this. I picked out like four or five things, and I couldn't explain to you how I knew. I couldn't explain what it was. I just know they irritated me. I'm looking at these things, and like, they just irritate me. That's all I had. They irritate me, and she says, hmm, that's interesting. They're all from the same house, <laughs> and so she just did a simple prayer, you know, in the name of Jesus, anything that's demonic attached to this, I just began to go. I just, I just consecrate this to you, Lord Jesus, you know, and this is a nice little tidy prayer. Okay, real simple. Okay, but what was happening is I had to get the discerning of spirits. I just didn't know it, and let me tell you why. Um, we're going to bring up Hebrews 5.14. Can you bring that up in the version? Yeah. Um, okay. Um, I think we have a different version, but that's okay. Um, but solid food is for full-grown men. Actually, solid food is for the mature. Uh, those who, by reason of use, have their senses, everyday senses, exercise to discern good and evil. All right. So how do we discern good and evil? Through our senses. <laughs> Through our senses. What are your senses? Your eyes, your ears, your smell, your taste. What Touch. Emotions. Emotions. So you can get anointed with this gift and not even know it. <laughs> Because it's playing out in your emotions, playing out in your sense of smell, <laughs> everything, <laughs> you know. And it's coming on the body of Christ so strongly that people are starting to think that they're crazy now. And they're checking themselves into the mental places because they can't manage it. They have no grid for it. They don't know what's going on with them. They just know that their moods are swinging so um, disproportionately to their to their lifestyle, and at the same time, um, uh, they're they're seeing things all the time. They're seeing things. They're hearing things all the time, and they really think they're crazy. And we we've we've actually discovered this so many times. We've 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 recovered many people off of medication. <laughs> Think of those great men and women of God who have. Gifts of healings that are, like, powerful, like, strong, like, you know, like, there's books out on them. 
or the gifts of uh, miracles, you know, working of miracles. And, you know, we read about people, like, the gift is strong on them. What would happen if the Holy Spirit anointed people with the gifts of discerning the spirits just as strongly? And that's what he's doing, friends. That's, what he, that's the next wave. The next wave. So I'm in college. I'm in a college um, uh, club, Christian club, on the campus. And they invited me to be a leader. I thought, that's really cool. I want to be a leader, you know. Sure, I'll be a leader. Um, I didn't know the Bible yet. That's all right. I was assigned to teach a Bible study. Um, um, I hadn't, uh, you know, my husband and I weren't dating yet, but he was also a leader, and he was teaching a Bible study. So I'd go to his Bible study. Um, we were just friends then. i go to his Bible study. I'd take notes, and then I would teach it to my Bible study. <laughs> and, um, you know, that's kind of how, that's, we've been like that ever since, you know. <laughs> so um, anyway, so um, and the, the leadership team was made up of all sorts of um, different people from different backgrounds, different Christian backgrounds. So I was charismatic, of course. My husband was charismatic. And then we have some that were not. And, you know, it's just kind of a mix. And it was, you know, real pleasant and everything. And so um, we had an emergency meeting that was called by the person who led the whole thing. Um, and he called an emergency reading meeting because we needed to pray for a person on the team, like, right now, right away. Okay, it was really serious. So we met, we gathered to pray for the one team member who is having a very serious problem. And this team member, here's the problem. The problem was a black snake was visiting this um, team member in the middle of the night and threatening to kill him. Okay, and why was that so problematic? Well, A, because his, his um, denomination didn't believe in that. That was a big problem. Okay, B, it was happening pretty much every night. It was tormenting him. Okay, so he quickly set aside what his church taught him, all right, and now we have to figure out what's going on. So, so again, I didn't even know about the gift of discerning spirits. I had it. I just didn't know I had it. I didn't get it. There's no teaching out there aside from you can discern demons. You know, that was about the extent of it. Um, so basically what happened is I just, it, it was, and it was so spontaneous. Um, I asked him, I said, hey, can I go in your bedroom? Because we were meeting at the campus um, leader's house, and this person actually rented a room from him, okay? So, so he was, you know, um, one, of the, one of the room renters at the home. And so I said, hey, I said, can I go in your bedroom, okay? And he's like, yeah, sure, you know, do that. And so I just, I've never been in his bedroom, okay? And so I, I, you know, made a beeline, and I went right to his room because something in me was like, you know, like this like radar, this radar, you know, so I went right into his room, and then I went right into his closet. Now, you know how intrusive that is, okay? <laughs> but, you know, I, I think I asked permission. I can't remember now. I might have, you know, um, uh, but, but I don't think I did. But it, it, seemed, it seemed very appropriate at the moment. <laughs> and so I just beelined right into his closet, and I just grabbed these um, LPs, okay, these old LPs. Now, for you younger generation, it's this vinyl record and they had music on it and you heard it because you put a needle on the record and you you plugged it in and yeah and it would go round and round and round and if you're really <laughs> if you're really spiritual you played it backward and you heard all the demonic stuff that they hid in the music supposedly okay <laughs> all right 
<laughs> so anyway, so he had he had a stash of these LPs, you know, a stash of them, and they were all, you know, what used to be my favorite bands, but. Um, <laughs> but anyway, they're all occultic and very sexually laced and all that kind of stuff. And I grabbed these things. I said, I think this is your problem. <laughs> and so he began breaking them, you know, and getting rid of them. And um, that was the last time the snake appeared. Which leaves us a question. <laughs> How can some harmless, supposedly, LPs sitting in the bottom of the closet become an open door for a black snake to torment you in the middle of the night. Yeah. Okay? Because the Bible is very clear that we are not to have a hint of sexual immorality in our life. Not a hint. Now I'm going to talk over here. Not a hint. <laughs> That's what the Bible says. Not a hint. We have to define sexuality the way God defines it. God made sex. Sex is good in context. <laughs> Out of context, it opens you up to something demonic known as a unclean spirit. has potential, all right? The other thing is we are to flee idolatry. That's what the Bible says. Wow, my head's starting to pound again. <laughs> Interesting. So, <laughs> so anyway, and so he had he had a couple open doors in his life. He said, "Well, well, I've had some connection to some of that stuff. Nothing's happened to me. Here's what it's about. Basically, your door is unlocked, and the thief eventually comes to your neighborhood and finds the unlocked door." And so I think we need to park on this for a little while. Yeah. So if you have pornography, if you have idolatrous stuff, got your ex-girlfriend's stuff still up in the closet, okay, because, you know, Wow, we need to deal with something. I can feel it all over the room. Little mementos. <laughs> little tokens of occultism. Okay, little good luck charms. Things I have to say in the States is that you can't be a Christian and look at your horoscope. <laughs> to the Hispanic community, may not be here. You can't be a Christian and celebrate the Day of the Dead. You can't do little good luck charms, you know, just because, just in case, or you think it's cute. <laughs> you say, well, it's not affecting you. Not today. Not today. And so this gentleman learned that he can't have an open door. He can't play. He's just sitting in the bottom of his closet. And the thief came to steal his life away. And I don't know, maybe you got something you need to you need to deal with. I'm gonna open the altars right now, okay? Okay, I, I'm serious. If there's sexual immorality, if there's things, tokens, if there's idolatry, um, alcoholism is idolatry. 
prescription pill addiction. I, you know, you take it every day just for no reason, just to keep calm. Don't really need it. Those are idolatry. And it's not that God loves you any less, but he sets you free from that. And I'm here to tell you, if you don't deal with it, it's going to deal with you, okay? It's going to bind you, and you're going to have a torment that you, oh, boy, you, don't, you have no idea. And so I'm going to open the altars right now, okay? Deal with it now. Deal with it now, all right? Deal with it now. You say, what am I supposed to do? Just come here, and let's get right before the Lord. Let's do this now, okay? You, you, I, when, when an altar call goes out like this, don't resist it. Okay, this is like the Lord's mercy. This is God's mercy. That gentleman was delivered of that because of the Lord's mercy. The Lord's mercy, you know. I went into the closet, and it broke the power over his life. Some of you, you're getting set up right now. You're going to have some issues, some real issues. Now is your window of, of mercy right now, okay. If you, if you have mementos of, a, of an, ex, an ex-lover, and you you've kept those you kept those things because you know you still got a connection in your heart. Okay, that's idolatry. Okay, um, uh, you know the alcoholism. That's uh, that's idolatry. Addictions, idolatry, um, uh, those kind of things. I'm gonna open it. I can't believe it. I know there's a problem here. Okay, I won't stay here forever. I know there's a problem. Please don't feel like you are not loved. You know. If you if you go into admission, I'm not sure how you do things here. We just openly like confess. <laughs> we we confess openly. We we just flat out. We just confess openly. Okay. Yeah. Come on. Uh, you're so bra- you're so brave. You're so brave. You're so brave. Okay. You're so brave. I actually was gonna t- I was gonna talk to you. I saw s- I saw something that God wanted to do. That's right. You're so brave. This is brave. Very brave. Come on. This is brave. I'm gonna have this uh, team please begin to to help with this because we will we will not shame or embarrass anybody we're not gonna you know put it on the billboard here what's going down but there is something that needs to happen some of you need to go find a trash can yeah fornication if you're in a sexual relationship outside of marriage you must deal with it okay it's it's you don't understand you you open yourself up to unclean spirits and it's not worth hell it's not worth hell Okay, it, it, it'll take your mind away. It can make you crazy, okay? Please don't. This is nothing to be ashamed of with no shame. God, ha- this is not about shame. This is about, about getting right with God on things, okay? All right, I'm going to have the teams begin to, can we, can we just very humbly, because it could be you, you know, next week, all right? So, you know, um, uh, let's humbly pray for our, f- our, our brothers and our sisters right now who need to deal with some things, okay? I'm going to have the, uh, if we can get uh, prayer ministers for the ones I personally don't need to know what's going on with them. I think we'll just keep this with, with the family here. Um, you know, to, to actually, now what you want to do is you actually want to tell them what's going on. Okay, you want to actually tell them what's going on. And we're going to have some prayer time. I'm going to ask the rest of you just be very humbly pray before the Lord so we can deal with this. We have some areas of freedom that need to happen. Okay? <laughs> and we've got someone right here. We've got someone right here. We've got someone right here. Okay, we got someone right here. Can we get some prayer ministers, please? Can we get some prayer ministers now? What you need to do is you actually need to tell them what's going on. Tell them what's going on. Tell them what's going on. There's more in the room. I th- you don't please don't be ashamed. Please don't. Very good. Very good, very good. 
Very good. Very good. Can I have the, uh, those in the room just begin to pray for them up here, please? This is, this is a time of mercy. Let's ask for the Lord's mercy. Let's ask for the Lord's mercy. Okay. We have one more person here, please. Can we get a prayer minister for them? And we have, I believe somebody right here. Can we get a prayer minister for them? If, if, it, if it, this, is a, this is a window of mercy, this is a window of mercy. There's no shame in, in admitting if there's more people here. We do need to deal with this. Okay, it's all right. It's all right. We have somebody right here, right here, right here. There you go. Yeah, I think we'll have someone right here. Okay, right here. Yeah. We'll have uh, someone right here, please. Bernice, uh, can I get you over here, please? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This is mercy, God's mercy. This is God's mercy. No shame. No shame. Okay. No shame. You're loved. You're absolutely loved. Yeah. Come on, let's cover them as a family in prayer. If you're out here, let's cover them as family. This is our, these are our brothers and sisters just putting things right, setting things right right now. That's right. That's right. That's right. Shola malaki te 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 soki alama shekete soki alama shokete sura ba 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 shura ba 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 shura ma shekete. Thank you, Lord. We'll give about another five minutes or so. Thank you, everybody. Just continue to pray. Cover them in prayer. Please cover them in prayer. Yeah, please cover them in prayer. That's right. Please cover them in prayer. Come on, shakete. Sorava shokete, korama shekete, sorava baba shekete. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your mercy. Koria baba baba. That's right. Karaba shekete. Keep praying, friends. Keep praying. Keep covering them. This is this is really holy business. This is God's goodness. This is God's mercy. That's right. This is this is how we we love those that are working through some things right now. We're just gonna pray for them. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 
So kia la ba shekete. So la ma 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 shetete. Harabashem. Thank you, Jesus. Kori pa 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 pa. That's right. Kashitete. So kia la ba shekete. That's right. That's right. Karaba. And when you're done, you can go back to your seat. That's right. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I pray over every person here. Lord, we just thank you, Lord, for their boldness. Lord, their, their repentant heart. We thank you, Heavenly Father, that you're working through every issue going on in their world. We thank you, God. You're so good. Lord, that your love and your mercy is here. Your kindness is here. Doors are being shut. Lord, healing is taking place. We thank you, God. You're such a good God. Thank you so much, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Right on. Thank you, Lord. All right. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> All right. Now, if you need, those of you who are up here, if you need to stay up front and just God's doing business with you, that's okay. If you have, feel like you have moved through the issue, you are free to go back to your seat, but I'm going to, whatever you need right now, okay, I will just make room for that. We don't want to take you down from this front area if you need to remain. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Well, they're going to keep working on some stuff here, and I'm going to go ahead and move forward on some of this, this gift, okay? Can we do that? But we, we're not going to rush any of this right now. They're still dealing with some things. Thank you, Jesus. Worship you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Can I have this group kind of move to the side here? Is that okay? Can I have you guys move to the I don't want to rush. If 
I don't want to rush anybody, but I'm going to go ahead and kind of move this forward. That you are you are free. Take as much time as you need to work it through. Okay. Take as much time, but maybe we can move it maybe to the side here. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. All right. So. I could uh, go ahead and move some things over to the side if maybe I can get a little steering here. That's okay. Yeah, I'm going to move you all to the side if that's all right. Okay. <laughs> now that's okay that God would want to deal with something right in the middle of this, right? Isn't It's God's mercy. There's nothing to be ashamed of. Okay, and... Um, and, you know, this, this tells us that our brothers and sisters here, they're, they're going to need extra hugs, extra support, right? We can do that. Okay. Um, so back to the gift of discerning the spirits. Um, and so, you know, many of us understand this gift as discerning demons, right? We've understood it in that dimension. So what about, this is what I was dealing with, the mood shifts erratic mood shifts, hearing voices, seeing strange sights, feeling unexplained physical sensations, okay? Nobody was talking about that side of the gift. Nobody. And so for the longest time, it was my strange, I called it my bizarro world, by which I knew things, but I couldn't explain to you how I knew them. Okay, because it was happening in my senses. Remember that verse? If we could put that verse back up, please, Hebrews 5.14. Um, <clears throat> Got it? Hebrews 5.14. There we go. Solid foods for full-grown men, even those who by reason of abuse have their senses exercised to discern good and evil. Evil. So let me read a story from uh, Melissa. Melissa says, she says she um, describes this gift as overbearing at times. And it involves all of her physical and her emotional senses. Melissa, she feels literally what another person feels. For example, she'll read a news article about somebody who attempted to commit suicide, and all of a sudden she's feeling everything that they feel. It's so deep that she's in deep intercession over it. And this is her comments to me. She says, this is not a feel-great gift, but it's a gift that goes deep. That's where our Heavenly Father is. He's in our deep places, the places that need cleansing. Isn't that powerful? And then another story, uh, my friend Sid. Sid, uh, he, he said he has always had an awareness about people and a sensitivity to the spirit realm. In his 20s, he was often in his pastor's office emotional and stormy that's the way he described himself emotional and storming and he would describe various burdens that he was having that he felt for the church for the people in it burdens about situation he had no knowledge about and he finally realized in his 30s that he was discerning things through his senses he was discerning things through his emotions he was picking up things in the spiritual environment and he was process processing these things through his feelings now I used to think that I was becoming unstable. Really. That's a very common feeling when you have the gift of discerning of spirits, that you are becoming unstable, okay, because your moods are shifting, going different directions, or you're smelling funny things. You don't know why you're smelling them. Why is it every time I go into this one house, I smell a dirty diaper? 
not you. Why is it every time I go into this building, I smell like garbage? It smells like garbage, but there's no garbage here. I keep smelling this garbage smell, this garbage smell. What is this garbage smell about? I come to church, and I smell roses. It smells like roses in here. <sighs> you know? <laughs> you know? Okay? And, and you start to like, I'm smelling things. Why am I smelling things? Why is it every time I, I sit next to this person, I start to feel like I'm going to have a panic attack. Okay? Why is it, you know, all of a sudden I'm just, I'm just like feeling mental and it's for no reason at all? And so what we begin to discover is that this gift operates through our senses so that you know what's going on. And you can discern what God is doing, what the devil is doing. You begin to discern it through your senses so that you, you, you have, uh, so you know how to respond. Give you some more examples. So let's take our senses. Let's, look at, let's talk about our senses, okay? What do I see? What do I hear? What do I feel? What do I, what do I, um, uh, I'm sorry. Is it, I, for some reason, I'm, I'm having a hard time getting past the, uh, a lot of discussion. Is there, can we have a separate room? Is that okay? I'm th- I don't want to interrupt the ministry. It's just I'm having trouble concentrating because um, i got a voice talking, you know, people talking in the back of me, but I'm not trying to be uh, unsensitive at all. Okay. Huh? Yeah. What do we see, feel, smell, all that kind of stuff? Let me give you an example. My f- my f- um, one of uh, my ministry uh assistance we were heading into the midwest of of the united states we're heading into the midwest and we were going to do some ministry and she says oh um uh we're going to meet a, a, a homosexual woman there and we're going to minister to a homosexual woman in that congregation and i asked her well how do you know that and she says well i could tell by where my thoughts were going here's the thing if you don't know yourself you will think that you're gay you will think you're starting to have some kind of problem. She knows herself. She's not gay at all. She knew she says, how her thoughts were going, that we were going to encounter a woman that was homosexual, and there was going to be a point in ministry there. And you know what? We encountered a woman who was homosexual, who gave her life to Christ, okay, and received minister, ministry there. And that happened because she started having the thoughts. When somebody has a like a spirit of violence on them, I will taste it in my mouth. Tastes like metal. Okay? Yeah, tastes like metal. When I'm dealing with occultism like I shared earlier, I'll feel this grip on my head. Matter of fact, I'm still feeling it to be qu- quite honest with you. Okay? And that's okay. I think we're working some things out of the ground right now. I think that's kind of what we're out wh- where it's coming from. Okay, um, uh, you know, these strange sensations, these strange thoughts, why is it all of a sudden I want to kill that person? <laughs> you don't want to kill their person, but maybe their spouse does. And the Lord showed you because you got to just experience what was going on in the heart of a person right there. You got to feel it. 
Is this helping some of you? <laughs> so it adds this dimension. It adds this, this unusual dimension, okay, to your world. And so what happens then is you go on this journey of maturity. Full-grown men, actually another version says maturity. Those who are mature, okay, they, d they by, by uh, reason of use, have their senses exercised to discern good and evil. So a mature person discerns well. A mature person discerns well. Discerning of spirits, you can't even walk this thing out if you're not in a community, in a healthy community. There's no way. Okay? Because you're feeling things, you're sensing things, you're picking things up. And, and because it's resonating inside of you as if it's yours, okay, if you don't have a place to dialogue through that, why I'm feeling this, what am I saying, you'll find that all, there'll be like five of you in the same row that are having the same issue. And it, none of it is yours. It's actually something that belongs to somebody else in the room, something in the atmosphere, something in the city, something that's going down, okay? And you'll begin to figure out by uh, reason of use, what things are that are going on inside of you and where they're coming from. And you begin to get very sharp in your discernment. Very sharp in your discernment. Okay? And, and it becomes an asset to you because you're always in the know first. Yeah, it's a, it's a very powerful, powerful gift. Okay? And so, so then... Um, uh, Here's where I want to talk to you is then we need to learn how to handle what I call overwhelming discernment. That's when the discernment gets so strong on you, it literally, like, kicks your butt for the day. It does happen. It's kind of the downside of the gift, all right? And I call it overwhelming discernment, learning how to manage overwhelming discernment. Let me show you, share a funny story with you. So this one day, my husband, now keep in mind, we've been, we've been married, you know, We've, we've never had any sort of adultery on each other, not even a hint of it. You know, we've always been faithful to each other, you know. So, like, there's, there's nothing, like, for me at least, to have distrust, right? And so, so I remember one day in particular, I noticed that he cleared his calendar on this one day, you know, because I could see it electronically. And he cleared his calendar, and he never told me he was going to clear his calendar, you know, because he had appointments, and all of a sudden the appointments are gone. And then, um, he, you know, he's gone, and I don't know where he's at, you know. Now, normally that doesn't phase me. That wouldn't bother me or anything like that. But all of a sudden I started having these overwhelming feelings of envy, overwhelming feelings of jealousy, okay? Like, like it was overwhelming me. And so I sent him a text, and I said, hey, where you at, you know? And I thought my text was pretty cool, you know, <laughs> And he could tell by the tone of the text something was up. And he's like, why? And I said, well, you cleared your calendar, and you didn't tell anybody where you're going, and you're gone, and I don't know where you're at, and I'm, I'm, I'm jealous for some reason. <laughs> and then he sends me one word back, and he, he sends the word envy on the text. Word envy. Okay, so now I'm mad. <laughs> I'm mad. And I, I said, I know. I said, so where are you? So he sends me a picture of a, of a time-stamped dated receipt of the store he's in, and the name of the store is Envy. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Okay, that's a bad day with the Zerman. <laughs> you will have those days. It keeps you very humble, and it keeps you close to God. Okay, because this is a gift from God, but you can't use it to accuse. As a matter of fact, you are not allowed to judge anybody. <laughs> As a matter of fact, you have to commit to love people like you have never loved them before. Okay, when somebody sits in your midst and you just happen to know that they're a pedophile because you discerned it, that's a tough one. That is so tough. When somebody is a sexual deviant and they sit in your church, they've come to church that day, and you discerned it because all of a sudden you sat by them and your thoughts got all twisted up sexually. And because you're skilled with this, you know exactly what it means. You have got to love like you have never loved people before. You have also have to learn how to keep secrets like you, I mean, you have to learn how to keep secrets because it's nobody's business what you just discerned. <laughs> it's God's business unless he releases you to deal with it, unless he gives you permission to tell a secret. And so this is where we learn how to manage an incredible power tool that is such an asset to the prophetic, okay, because sometimes that prophetic word is never going to come to pass because that person has a big spiritual issue that they are hiding, and only one who can discern it can actually get, get rid of it. You know, you're going to give them a prophetic word, and, and they can't even go there because they have a huge spiritual issue, <laughs> Or they have a bloodline issue. Somebody sat, uh, sat down next to me, you know, just a wonderful woman. She sat down next to me. Uh, I don't see her in the room. Um, and she sat down next to me, and she said, will you pray for me? And I said, okay. And she said, will you pray for me? Because all she said is my, my um, uh, son has an addiction problem, and then my grandchild has um, an autistic problem. And I looked at her, and I'm like, oh, you have Masonic roots in your family. <laughs> okay. Just based on the addiction and, and that. It's, it's like this trail. Okay? So it's great that I can prophesy to her, but she doesn't need a prophetic word. She needs deliverance. Her family needs deliverance. Okay? The gift of discerning the spirits will unveil freedom so that destiny can happen in a person's world. It, it goes into those, those, those strange places to, to unveil what's really at play so that you can bring freedom not only to people, but you can bring freedom to lands, to cities, and everything. How did I know that I was dealing with the python spirit uh, in this territory? Because I totally experienced it the week before. I experienced it. I lived it. I, I couldn't breathe. I'm in the emergency room. You said, that's not the fun part of the gift. Oh, it sure is when you get to kill it. And so this is a power tool that the, that the Holy Spirit is releasing on the body of Christ. And it's one of those things where I, I would not trade this gift for anything. It is, like, really tough to manage. I have to keep such a clean inner house. I can't even just, like, I, I, don't, I do not do normal thing, things that normal people can do. I just simply can't. I can barely watch television. 
all right? And I'm not making that a rule. I'm not making that some sort of spiritual hype or anything like that, okay? But for me, I can't absorb it because I'm looking at somebody on TV, and I'm feeling and sensing all that actor stuff. I know exactly what's going on in their world, and all of a sudden it's starting to, cl- it's starting to you know, creepy crawl on me, all right? <laughs> you know, um, I made the mistake of watching um, Star Wars, uh, the last one that went out, you know? Star Wars, I'll take my son to that, you know, I'll be a cool mom, um, we'll do that, okay, I was so dark the next day, I couldn't stand it, <laughs> all right, so I don't have as much permission as other people do, you know, to handle stuff like that, okay, and I have to keep a very pure world, have a very, very pure world, and that's not saying that I've got it down, I don't, okay, but, but I'm just saying, I, I have to really, if I'm going to walk in a gift like this, if I'm going to actually actually um, uh, be on top of it rather than it overwhelming me, life and rules change for me. But there's so much freedom. There's so much freedom. So much deliverance. So much setting captives free. So much sensing the presence of the Lord. How did you, how'd you know God was here? I smelled him. How did you know God was here? I tasted him. Or taste and see that the Lord is good. Right? I tasted sweetness in my mouth. Oh, Jesus is here. <laughs> I felt the warmth of his presence. Oh, Jesus is here. That's all discerning the spirits. Okay? I felt the wings of the angels as they hit me, as they moved on by. It's discerning the spirits. All of that. That's what unveils that world to you. Is that something you want? Then stand up. <laughs> okay? Stand up. Come on to the front. I'll lay hands on you if you really want this. But your world's going to change. You need to be ready. Your world is going to radically, tremendously change. You know? Some of you already have it, so you're just going to get more. All right? And I have a book coming out in October, so you want to get the book. It'll help you, I promise. I went to drink water out of the microphone. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, they just watched me kiss the microphone. (laughs) It was kind of, you know, strange. I was drinking water from it. Um, So I'm going to pray for you, anybody who wants it. Okay, but um, you want to look on my YouTubes and get some instruction? You want to look on my blogs and get some instruction? Because it's a gift that you have to learn how to manage. You have to be in a community. You have to. If you're not in some kind of church community, do not get in this line. Okay, don't do it. Okay, you're going to land flat on your rear, and, you know, um, you you won't know what to do with yourself. You have to be in a community because you have to be able to process what's going on with you and talk through what you're feeling that day, (laughs) you know, Um, what's going on with you that day, why your head's crazy that day. And you say, say, why why would I even want that, okay, you know, it is this gift that is amazing. And if we, once we learn as the body of Christ to manage this thing, okay, there's nothing going to be in our way. I mean, like, really. Okay, so I'm going to pray for anybody who wants prayer. And then promise me that you will, like, go get on my YouTube, you know, look up the stuff, and just get some learning about it. And then we'll go from there. Amen?